Hey everybody and welcome to Talk Chain, the podcast where we get into all things crypto. My name is Matt and sadly I'm doing it solo today. I hope you're all having a great Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I think Rob is at some sort of wild party, probably partying with some NFL stars. I'm not too sure, but I'm doing it solo today, so you'll have to bear with me if if you happen to prefer to have the duo. Anyway, total market cap right now, 382. We have a serious red day going on. I, I hate to say that I'm right, but the the bullish action we had yesterday on Bitcoin didn't didn't seem to hold very long, and Bitcoin's holding at around eight thousand right now. Uh, I have the chart up here. We'll get into that in just a second. But across the board, it's just been red, double digit losses all around, and uh, we haven't been this low in market cap in in quite a while. So we we're kind of bouncing around four hundred four hundred billion for a while. I might have said that wrong when we started, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so if we look at total market cap as we've gone through this game, we were kind of bouncing around here lately and uh, had a little bit of bullish action in the last week, but we're, we're back down below 400 billion. And uh, it wasn't since early December when we saw this before. And so I'm keeping an eye on this level here. Where are we? 300 and... 371 billion so these levels I feel like are important because uh, it's where a lot of sell buying and selling goes on at these sort of pivot points and we can see here that this chart could have looked a lot different if here we happen to have seen a lot of selling but obviously it didn't happen and there was instead of bounce and we made higher highs uh, so keep that in mind as we go from here I know this is total market cap which doesn't really mean too much about on an individual basis but it is interesting to look at this market in a in a global sense which i think is important bitcoin dominance is still hovering around 35.5 percent and uh you know that's uh it is what it is it's i don't think that that's necessarily going to to maintain as as we get along depending on whether or not things change fundamentally in terms of Bitcoin uh, keeping the status quo or actually adopting new things like the Lightning Network or or other things that make it actually uh, usable as a currency. So the two things I want to talk about today are the upcoming SEC CFTC Senate hearings in the United States. So this, I think, is going to be interesting for a number of reasons and I'm also going to talk about uh, how to really look at crypto on a fundamental basis. I talk a lot about technical analysis when I'm analyzing whether or not a coin is is good to buy or not but and uh, the reason for that is because I feel like it's very difficult to do any fundamental analysis on any of these products and anybody who says that they can value appropriately a coin I don't really believe that well so I'm going to get into the different ways that people are, are valuing Bitcoin and other cryptos and why I don't think they're necessarily the best. And to be honest, I don't have a good rebuttal to a lot of them because this whole uh, environment is very new and it's hard to know what is going to be a tried and true uh, valuation model. So just to get into it. So this, uh, what are we, this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 
the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs is going to meet with the heads of the SEC and the CFTC. And for those who don't know, the SEC is has a mandate to, to oversee a lot of the exchanges not related to futures trading, but I guess the equities and options and I don't know, there's probably a bunch of others, but they oversee a lot of that. And the Futures Trading Commission, obviously, um, they they oversee the futures markets in commodities and, and other things. So they're going to be meeting and probably talking about regulation moving forward. And this is obviously significant because we've always had a lot of drama in in terms of other countries deciding on whether or not they're going to go through with regulation or not go through with regulation. And I think it's also going to touch on ICOs because of all the different lawsuits that have been brought against uh, established coins and and coins that are being offered to people so the this article on coindesk actually has a has a link with a bunch of different sketchy icos that that had happened and that the cftc or the sec has actually moved to um, bring lawsuits against these people and of course the cftc has asked for more information regarding the bitfinex and tether companies to figure out what's going on and whether or not their their USDT token is actually backed by US dollar. And I think it's it's a long time coming given that there's a token that's trying to straight up replicate the function of the US dollar, it's not surprising that the US government would have some questions about that and see what's up. So I think we should keep our eyes on this. I am definitely going to watch this when I uh, live. I think it's going to be streamed live, and I think it'll be very enlightening to see where their heads are at. And you'll be able to get this impression on whether or not they bring up things like how crypto is basically only used for uh, illegal activities. If you start to hear that sort of rhetoric from these guys, you'll obviously think that you get the impression that they're, they're really just wanting to shut it down completely. I, I think what we're going to see is that it's going to be basically that they want their own, they want their share. They want to make sure that they can set regulation where the government's going to be able to take their cut from people who make profit on this stuff. And that's sort of, that's what they do in, in basically everything with taxes. So this is probably going to be no different, but it's also going to set the stage for how exchanges are going to be able to behave and how people are going to, um, yeah, pretty much how, how the interaction between retail investors and exchanges are going to go. And I think they might touch on that. And uh, yeah, so I think keep your eyes open February 6th, Tuesday. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the different valuation models. So the, the two different ways you can value a stock or a uh, something that's tradable on a market pretty much is through technical analysis or fundamental analysis. So if we use Bitcoin for an example, I, I bring up technical analysis because it follows a lot of um, assets follow these rules because they're almost solely based on supply and demand. So I'm not going to bring up too much uh, on technical analysis, but just to say that these rules exist only because Trader psychology is is pretty well ingrained no matter which market you're in and the rules of supply and demand seem to follow in in most markets that are that are liquid enough so just to, as an aside I uh, yesterday I talked about how this might be a bull trap 
and because we saw how the price was sort of stagnant here for most of yesterday and we, we were seeing a bit of uh, an increase in volume from the last couple weeks but it was actually lower than the last two days so I was sort of hesitant to say whether or not this might be a, a good bounce that we see and of course we sort of reached uh, 9200 and then fell back down on a decent amount of volume so what what I'm getting from here is we're gonna stay where we are the volume is still higher than the the average volume of the last two weeks but we're not seeing as much as as we had on those two big red days so I think we're gonna really figure out what's going on in this market based on the price action around 8,000 and that's what we're seeing right now so we're going to test the 7600 line, which I know there was a lot of buying and selling pressure here in early November. So we'll see how that goes based on the news from the SEC committee uh, stuff that I just mentioned on Tuesday. So I think all of that's going to play a role in whether or not we start, of see, start to see uh, some bullish buying or we, we continue to trend downwards. And this, uh, this line in particular that I have, this... Uh, resistance line I think if we don't break this and, and start moving to the upside we're going to continue to see bounces off of it and as we trend downward so that is something else that uh, that I'm watching okay so technical analysis uh, I'll talk about that next time but fundamental analysis is where you really look at the fundamentals of a company in terms of how big their market is, how much they can sell, how much they, how much money they generate, what their balance sheet looks like, and all of this is is readily available for publicly traded companies. Uh, in just in terms of the regulation, they have to provide this information for everybody. So, crypto is a little bit different though, in that there there are companies behind the tokens, but the token's value isn't necessarily based on the health of the company behind it. So it doesn't really fit. A normal model of, of a company based on this and it's it's tough to see people try to stick to old methods when they don't really apply here because the old methods have a lot of assumptions behind them so one thing that I see a lot of people do is they compare the Bitcoin to say something like gold and how you've heard this rhetoric about Bitcoin being a store of value just like gold is and while there might be some truth to that, it's it's ludicrous to think that Bitcoin compares at all to gold in terms of uh, properties that make it a good store of value. So besides the, the, the part where it's it could be possible, and it, it is possible, you need to think more about how, how likely it is for that to happen. And just given the, the dynamics. So, you know, Bitcoin has, has been tried and tested. It's been around for 10 years. Gold's been around for... For millennia and maybe more than that so and it's always retained some value even though uh, it has fluctuated a lot over the years so I don't think that doing that is necessarily smart just because the technologies are so much different that it's really hard to know if uh, if it could compete in terms of gold and just to to compare so the gold the total amount of gold that's been mined is like seven trillion dollars right now and people like to say that, oh, if, if Bitcoin only has uh, one one hundredth of that, you know, Bitcoin should be going to the moon. But that's the problem is that you don't know how it, how it'll get that step forward in and just saying that it's a store of value. It doesn't really do it. So 
I think for a lot of the, the other coins and looking at their functionality and things that like to to compete with it, so like Visa and MasterCard, how they're good, they're a transaction medium right now. And you could compare other other things to that market, but you need to also compare the, the facts and that Visa and MasterCard do a ton more transactions than any other coins right now. And they're very fast at it, and that's not always the case. And there's coins that have come on the market or tokens that have come on the market that try to challenge that. And they might be a, a good contender for the future, but as it stands right now, uh, Visa and MasterCard have very justified valuations based on how well they've been able to deliver that product. So the crypto assets that, that aim to threaten that might be able to overtake it in the future, but it's not easy to make the leap from them in their, in their uh, current state to how they could get to Visa and MasterCard. And as the whole market develops, it might be more useful to compare these products, but right now I think it's way too early to do that. So the other valuation method that people like to talk about is Metcalf's Law, which if you don't know is, and I have it, the definition written down here, value of a network is proportional to the square of the number of connected users. And people cite things like Facebook and other networks. And this is an interesting way to look at it. And it suggests that uh, a lot of the crypto assets are undervalued based on this and they're only gonna get more valued as more people use it. But the thing that's different is that with something like Facebook, it's it's easy to see how when more people use it, the more valuable the network is because they just have to use it and be there and they have to rely on it. But with things like media, currency and things of exchange, there's, there's other parties involved. So Facebook, it really just, you need to use the network and Bitcoin, you also need to use the network, but there's so many parties involved usually that if nobody accepts Bitcoin as payment, the, the value of everybody having Bitcoin is not the square, is not proportional to the square of the number of users. So I think the a real critical part is the merchants that are willing to accept Bitcoin. And and that that's only in, it's only increased as we've gotten deeper into this crypto game, but until there's a mass adoption, the value of everybody having some Bitcoin is not that good. It's not, uh, I don't think it's, it's fair to use Metcalf's law as a valuation model. So it's like, it's, it's cute to use it, but it's not something you should really hang your hat on. But as Bitcoin gets more adopted, and this definitely suggests that holding is a good idea if you really do believe this, the more adoption that goes on is the more that something that Metcalf's law would actually apply to. So the final model that I wanted to talk about that uh, somebody's done some cool work to, to make it fit to crypto is the DCF model, the discounted cash flow model. And this one's been around for a while and it uses a company's cash flow to uh, its projected future cash flow and discounts it to give a net present value of a company or an asset. I guess people use it for companies for the most part. And this is useful for, for companies that actually have cash flow. But like I was saying, crypto assets don't, they have companies that create them, but they're not the ones that usually have the value instilled in the coin because the coin has sort of a separate raison d'etre. So one thing that I thought was neat is this, uh, what's his name? Chris Berninski. 
So I, uh, I'm going to link to this article because I think it's very interesting. And he's, he's taken the DCF model and, and tweaked it a bit and given some, shed some new light on it to value crypto assets. And he, he uses things like velocity in terms of how, how quickly uh, a coin exchanges hands to establish you know, a, a justified, a semi-justified um, value of a, of a crypto asset. So I'm not going to go through this. Just a shout out to this guy because I think he did a lot of work for this and I'll, I'll give a link to it. But the, the overall point that I want to make in terms of talking about valuation is that it's still very early and it's very difficult to use fundamental analysis to, to tell whether a coin is justified in its market cap or it should be uh, under, or it's under or overvalued. So be very weary when it comes to people suggesting that uh, a coin is, is undervalued and is a buy right now. It's very difficult to do that. And I think it comes, it's, it's part of the nature of the speculation that goes on in this market. So uh, just a, a word of, of what wisdom, I guess, to be careful. So that's all I wanted to touch on today. I hope everybody enjoys their Super Bowl Sunday. And to please like, subscribe, or comment. Let me know what you think about where we're going in the future in terms of crypto, whether or not this bearish trend is going to continue or we're going to see anything better. And let me know if you think the Senate committee is going to have any effect on the crypto, uh, the entire crypto world when we, we see the results of that on Tuesday. So with that, I want to thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time.